What up, Snapback fam? Welcome back to another episode of the Snapback Sports Pod. On this episode, Abe and I predict where the top quarterback free agents and top quarterbacks are headed this offseason. There's a lot of questions. Who's going to start in New Orleans? Where's Deshaun Watson going to play? We cover that all. Then we rank who would we draft in a redraft of this year's draft. I go LaMelo Ball. Stay tuned for what Abe does. It's kind of controversial, not to be surprised there. Abe goes to the dentist. We talk about the NBA season, including Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal and much more. Snapback fam, new app. The Baltimore Ravens select Lamar Jackson. I'm a Raven. His own. All year. Every year. Jackson takes it himself. Oh! He broke his ankles! What up, fam? I'm your host, Jack Settleman. Joining me today, as always, my co-host and longtime best friend, Abe Granoff. Abe, what is on your mind today? Had that dentist appointment this morning, and I noticed yesterday. I tweeted out, which I didn't mean any hostility towards it. I tweeted out, have a dentist tomorrow. More nervous than Lamar in the big game. I thought that was funny. I got a few likes. Um, I know you didn't like it. But then a few hours later, if there was a little jab my way, I didn't know if you actually saw my tweet and decided to jab at me because of that. You tweeted um, your breaks, your break oh. order on Top Shot was processing longer than the Sixers. I didn't know if there were because we didn't communicate about it, and I didn't know if there were just subtweet jabs being thrown. Mm-mm. Zero, zero jabs. It so was, it was just a coincidence. Yeah, it was more so just like a funny meme concept because like the pack ordering on Top Shop was a disaster right. yesterday, and and the I thought word a, sitting there was processed. Yeah, I thought it was a result. No. Um, I mean, a result of my tweet. But went to the dentist as usual. Absolutely sucked. Um. I need to get my wisdom teeth out, which I'm very scared of. But I decided that I'll strategically plan the operation around March Madness. So when I don't have to work and when I'm bedridden for a few days, I can just be on painkillers gambling on my couch, which maybe isn't the greatest recipe for success, but we'll see. Also, in regards to the dentist, have you been flossing regularly? Excuse me, don't don't ask questions you already know the answer to. <laughs> Like we like we all know how this question is going to go every single time. Well, not as often as I should be. Yeah, I can tell. All right. You know what? Keep it to yourself. Um, so that was my experience at the dentist. Other than that, no football this week. A lot of basketball. Life is good. Life is good. Life is good. Uh, let's talk about anti-establishment. Let's start off with something so juicy, so exciting. I actually think that so we're referring to what's going on on Wall Street right now and, and Reddit. How many people in the Wall Street Bets group do you think listen to our podcast? I don't because know. I, I, I think the Venn diagram is like very similar. I hope it is. I hope our guys are making a lot of money. So why, right don't you, why don't you explain finance one-on-one of what's going on right now in the world? So if you live under a rock, a.k.a. if you don't have a Twitter account, I think those two are kind of synonymous. Right. There was, There's these big hedge funds that were – essentially betting against GameStop, AMC, places that were going to fail due to COVID and the economy kind of shut down. And just basically where the world is heading, digital. So these Reddit people started saying, screw the suits and let's bet against them. So they got essentially thousands of people and 
hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars. Reddit has started its own hedge fund. Exactly. To Reddit has started its own to hedge fund. go against these suits. And it's been insane. The GameStop stock went from $30. It reached a high of like $450 in, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw up. in 24 hours, which is a 12x return. AMC went from 3 to 20 uh, Space went to like literally anything that these guys do in the Discord that they created because they got banned from Reddit is now pumping. Then it gets onto Twitter, and Elon Musk is tweeting about it. Chamath, who's huge in the Bitcoin world, he's tweeting about it. Like every, it's the only thing on your Twitter feed right now. With no football, no one really cares about regular season NBA right now. It's literally just how can we defeat the suits and the and your and your occasional you know top shot moment. Yeah, of course. Bought, which that market still thriving, still thriving. But still thriving. the funniest part is like. These hedge funds, they lost on these short calls, which is what they're named. And then the banks or other investors would bail them out. And then the Reddit kids are continuing to push against them and just wiping them clean. The funniest part that it relates to sports is the Mets owner, Steve Cohen, put like $2.5 billion in to save a short call that his investment group had. And they wiped him clean, too. And there's like a Twitter. I mean, it is so anti-establishment. I think is the funniest thing ever. And I think it's genuinely where the world is headed because you've got you've seen it with NFL NBA players, right? Like for so long they were told, "We pay you all this money, you play out your contract, you listen to the man, you do this." And then they took a step back and thought, "The draft is kind of an unfair process. If I'm the best prospect, we've actually talked about this before. Why should I have to go to a shitty organization and take a a lower pay? Like, pay me my value. I know salary cap kind of can complicate that stuff. So we've seen it there. You see it with now in the stock market. We're going to see it in the media. These guys, for so long. That's where I would like to head next. For so long, it's just we have to listen to the media. It's whatever they tell us. We have to accept. And then YouTube comes out. Twitter comes out. All these platforms now are giving the general human a voice and they can be smarter or more correct than these other people. So anti-establishment is my favorite thing. It's why I love Bitcoin because it's decentralized and it's like it's it's essentially saying screw the banks like screw the man. Yeah, screw the screw system. Screw the, screw the man. man. That being said, we have to be the founding fathers of how we take down the media i'm talking the first takes of the world the kendrick perkins which i've noticed that he ends every one of his tweets with carry on you just noticed that well i don't read his tweets religiously so yes um but how do we take them down because they have way too much of a platform to create narratives that's what we like to do right we made a whole bingo board out of narratives so how do we take over the narrative space that's what I would like to figure out next because Wall Street right now, obviously, who knows how sustainable this is, is going down. And the next is Kendrick Perkins. <laughs> because Ken, it, it's a perfect example. Kendrick Perkins, I get it, he played in the NBA. He kind of got lucky in a good investor group, a.k.a. got latched on to the big three Boston Celtics, won a title, is milking the shit out of that, and then puts on a suit, and because ESPN pays him some money and puts him on TV, people are expected to listen to his opinion when he's literally just spewing the most... He doesn't know... Okay, first of all, the NBA, I get it, maybe he has some insight as a player, and his takes are terrible. The second he started tweeting about the NFL and stuff like that, when I know he doesn't know what the I formation is, like, 
we don't have to listen to these people anymore. And I think it's just, it's amazing the way the world is headed to a decentralized anti-establishment, F the government, F everyone. Like, we're, we're the, the common man is... You know what it's like? It's like Shaq. Like, he's standing on his podium, right. and just because he's big, he can says what he, say what he wants. But then, like, like you see viral clips of Allen Iverson, how he right. talks about the younger generation. He's just like, they're dogs. Like, they can hoop. And Shaq is just like, I'm big. Screw you. Yeah. Like, we're, we're done with that. Right. You know what? We're buying our games in the store. We're, we're putting out uh, takes on Twitter, not on the television. This is what we're doing, and you screw the system. It's amazing. I, it makes me so happy. Speaking of uh, deciding where you can play, Deshaun Watson is about to force himself out of Houston. This is going to be my bookie segment. No, people- is he? Well, we're going to talk about it. my bookie segment because no people's parlay because we can't really project out NBA lines and obviously no football today or this weekend rather. But my bookie does have NFL specials on Cam Newton. Matthew Stafford and Tate and the Saints. Sorry. Yes. Cam Newton, Matthew Stafford, and the Saints. So we'll start there. Well, we'll start with Watson before we get into the ones that they have odds on. Deshaun Watson, Abe, your prediction on where he lands at the start week one of next season. I feel a little you with James Harden with this. I don't. I haven't read into the how bad the situation apps actually is with Texas or the Texans organization, but I kind of think he stays. I don't know. He has he has a lot of power in this situation, which isn't usual when it comes to the M- the NFL like it is the NBA because he has a no trade clause in his contract that he can choose to waive. <laughs> so no matter how good of a package a team puts together, say the Denver Broncos come calling for first. This, that, Von Miller, I don't care. Deshaun Watson, if he doesn't want to play in Denver, can just say, I'm not waiving my no-trade clause. Like, you guys have ruined the first block of my career already. Why would I let you ruin the second block of my career and send me wherever you want? He's fully in control. Right now, it seems, and correct me if I'm wrong, the Jets or the Dolphins. Yeah. If you're the Jets, does Deshaun Watson fix everything? No. No, I don't think he does. If you're the Dolphins, can you be in win-now mode with Deshaun Watson? I think so. I think you can. But my prediction is twofold. My prediction is, one, the enemy ends up coaching the Texans, and that will cause Deshaun Watson to maybe stay. Does the coach even matter, the next coach? If it's the enemy, if it's Mike Ditka, I don't know. <laughs> but I, my my gut feeling is that Deshaun Watson stays in Houston. Okay, fair enough. I'm going to say the Jets make the move. I know it doesn't position them into a win now. I know it will hamstring the cap. I know their GM's been making really good strategic moves. But you're the Jets, and you missed out on Trevor Lawrence. And now there's a ton of questions on Justin Fields, Ohio State quarterback. There's a ton of questions on Zach Wilson. They, they play one good team all season long. And this guy kind of came out of nowhere. You're not taking Mac Jones. You're not taking Trey Lance. Darnold, like, clearly is not going to be there. He might be good somewhere else, but not in New York. So why not give up? You're essentially swapping the chance of Justin Fields and Jamal Adams for Deshaun Watson. That's a good trade. That's a good trade. I am always, always team 
proven over potential. Exactly. Proven over prospect. And Trevor Lawrence, even Trevor Lawrence. No, like, I, no he's different. <laughs> he's different for you me. You think? Yeah, I, he's, dude, to me, I think he's the most, like, I've, how long have, since the beginning of this podcast, I've been saying he's a Hall of Famer. Before. You already, you already fitted him for his gold yeah. jacket, but so, I'm, I'm generally, and I, Trevor Lawrence, I would have to think about, but most of the time, especially when you're young, like Deshaun Watson, yeah. obviously he has the contract already. Right. That's the big thing right. is you can get these guys. And if they're studs in their rookie contract, there's nothing more valuable in football, yep. but overall proven over potential no doubt my only i'm gonna predict the jets that's gonna be my pick for him my only intuition is why is it taking a little longer like what are they maybe like the jets have the package if they offer the package watson i do believe would waive his trade clause so what's the situation are the jets trying to scout out fields see where he projects like I don't know what the full situation is. So it kind of feels like in the AFC East, if Deshaun Watson goes to the Jets, the Bills, the Jets, and the Dolphins are all uh, Wall Street bets on Reddit, <laughs> and the Patriots are the suits. It's finally time to revolt against. 20 years you've yeah. been dominating us, and now we are anti-establishment, anti-Patriots. That's what's going on in the AFC East if Deshaun Watson goes there. I love it. Cam Newton... Where will he be going? I fa- I didn't even apparently <laughs> I didn't even know these odds, but Cam Newton three to one odds, Baltimore Ravens, Jags at plus four hundred, Chargers plus four hundred, Raiders plus six hundred, Broncos six hundred, Falcons and Eagles seven hundred, Jets eight hundred. I mean, yeah, the factory makes sense. And Rams and Niners uh, at ten to one. Any of those teams stand out? I actually I'll start. It makes sense. I get it. I agree. RG3 is gone. You fit the system in theory. He's just so bad that like I, I no, don't know. It's, 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 a, it's a match made in heaven. What better way to back up your mobile, inaccurate, can't throw quarterback <laughs> than with another one? It, it's, it's a system play and it's a plug and play. And I think Baltimore can get him for cheap. And I think Cam in those outfits pregame and that. In those, uh, when you guys wear the all purples with the gold lettering, yeah, the nice. color rush, and Cam, please, okay, give me Cam Newton to the Ravens all day. <laughs> I don't like it. For, I don't like it for my boy Trace. Yeah, because we have Tra- Trace and Hunley. It's not happening. I don't know why. I was hoping. Oh, because you have Hunley. That's why it's not happening. Yeah. You. I mean, yeah. you're talking about a, a running quarterback who can't throw. We have that on a rookie deal. Not a former MVP and Mr. <laughs> Newton. We could we could we could build out our MVP package. We did the Heisman package. Now the right, Ingram right. and RG three work. Now we get the high. We'll get that package, and then we'll get the uh, we'll get the Penn State package. We'll get Godwin in there. We'll get Trace under center. That's what we'll do. I'm gonna go weird. I'm gonna say he lands on the Falcons. I don't know. Kind of just sticks out to me. Seems yeah. fun. Yeah, I like that. All right, uh, next one is Matthew Stafford. Colts plus 250, Patriots plus 300, Niners plus 400, Broncos 450, Washington football team, who has not been discussed at plus 500, Rams 650, and then a bunch of other teams. What are your thoughts on Stafford? I've said it before. Love Matt Stafford. I hope he goes to a great situation. And chances, no, I'll guarantee that wherever he goes, he's going to be in a better situation this okay. year than he was with the Lions last year. Okay. I'm not going to make any claims yet about him going to the AFC Championship like I did with the Patriots <laughs> and Cam Newton. But here's a want overthink prediction. The Pittsburgh Steelers. I know they signed 
I know they signed uh, Dwayne Haskins. I know Roethlisberger's probably going to come back next year. But this is a bet that maybe Roethlisberger retires, they move on. Honestly, Jack, I just said the Pittsburgh Steelers because I would love if he fucked the Ravens. I would love that. If if, if you got a division of um, Baker, Lamar, Stafford, which is a clear upgrade to Roethlisberger, in my opinion, and um, Burrow, that would be fun. So give me all good quarterbacks in the AFC North. I'll take Stafford to Pittsburgh. But – if we're talking realistic, the Patriots. That would be scary. Really? Okay. That would be scary. Twenty to one odds on your Steelers call there. So that that could be that could be fun for you. I, I actually would have liked it a lot more and thought it would there was an actual chance if they didn't sign Haskins. But they got him for nothing. Yeah. So. No, I don't think Dwayne Haskins is holding any team back from making any positive moves on a quarterback. Matt Stafford, I'm going chalk here. The Colts. I don't I, I want to establish that I am not in the party that thinks Matt Stafford on the Colts is an automatic AFC championship team, like a lot of people think. Rivers had a good season. He actually looked awesome in the playoff game. What is that difference? Maybe a little. Like, Matt Stafford is a really good quarterback, and they did go to the wild card round, which isn't quite the playoffs. It's just week 18. Everyone knows that. Right. Um, but... I, I think, like, it makes a lot of sense. He's not an insane amount on the cap. I think it's a good move for them. The, the team's floor the team's floor is 10-6, and six, right. and their ceiling is 12-4. and four. Right. Both could get a home playoff game and maybe make a run, but they're not locking you into any guarantees. Yeah, but it would be a fun team that everyone would place a future on. Right. And that's right, guaranteed right, to come right. up short because that's how that works. Unless it's Wall Street bets where you can actually inflate the market. Pump and dump it, baby. Uh, next one is the Saints quarterback situation. Who will start week one for the New Orleans Saints? Taysom Hill plus 115. Famous Yamus plus 150. Dudu Breeze plus 300. Stafford, Watson, Prescott. Okay, let's just establish something with uh, Deshaun Watson. He will not be the Saints quarterback next year. They are the Saints in are the only team. Hell. The Saints are the only team in worse cap hell than the Philadelphia It's Eagles. crazy. So who do you think? Taysom's the favorite. I'll tell you what. It's not going to be Taysom. Because for the past X amount of years, we've been hearing Drew Brees. It's his last. Taysom Hill's next. That's why they paid him. Paid him to be a linebacker, running back, whatever whatever you want to say. They signed Bridgewater. He plays over Taysom Hill. They signed Jameis Winston, who didn't play over Taysom Hill. But... Listen, we all have short-term memory. You saw Jameis's throw. He looked good. So I don't think Taysom's the guy, and I'm not sure because we talked about their cap hell, what name they can really bring in there. This feels like Jameis Winston to me. Prove it, see what the deal is, and throw 32 interceptions and win eight games. I If this bet was who will be playing Week 17 for the Saints, I would feel really good about Winston. You know how dumb the suits are. We, we're anti-establishment for life because, and they're going to do that thing where they paid Taysom, so they're going to start him, right? Just because they paid him the money, they'll know it's not the right decision. They have the game tape for four, for four games where he threw one touchdown pass and was actually a running back. So they'll start him, and then they'll go one and three out of the gates, and then people will say, well, they can still utilize him, so it's not a complete loss of money. And then they'll start Jameis on somewhat of a min deal, and it'll be net. Sounds positive. like a uh, sounds like a very similar situation to one I'm familiar with here. You know, 
the suits want to start one player. Yep. He's going to come out of the gate one and three, and the fans are going to revolt Yeah, for Jalen. Last quarterback, not on my bookie, but just want to talk about him. We can spend 12 seconds. Aaron Rodgers. I don't even want to talk about his next destination, but I've, I've had some thoughts about Aaron Rodgers in the last few days, especially because of the press conference. Yeah. I am sick and tired, and I love Aaron Rodgers. Don't get it twisted. Dude. I am sick and tired Yeah, of the Aaron Rodgers feeling bad for a crew. Excuses, crew. I hear about their draft last year. I understand they drafted two people in the first round that they didn't have to use, but I hear they haven't spent a first-round pick on his wide receivers in X amount of years. I don't care what pick you got him. The guy had Donald Driver, Greg Jennings, Jordy Nelson, and Devontae Adams. Just because they didn't go as high as they should have five years later doesn't mean they're not good players. And what was that stat yesterday? Rodgers is something like 0-45, which is... I don't even know if this is true, but I'm running with it. Let's talk consistency, people. Because it it feeds into my take. But Rodgers is like 0-45, when he trails by at least one point against teams over 500 in the fourth quarter. Entering the fourth, correct. That feels fake. That feels that, very fake, but... Like, I would need to fact check that, but I'm not going to, so I'm going to run with it instead. I, I agree. Everyone's like, ooh, Aaron... All right, first of all, let's establish two things. One, uh, the Chiefs are playing in the Super Bowl, and they drafted Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. They could dra- Like, I could suit up at running back. The first-round rookies rarely make an impact ironically the bucks worths they had a pretty good draft that really helped them but first like okay they took jordan love and then packers fans are like give rogers more help why are you wasting on love the only reason you have aaron Rodgers is because you executed this strategy to perfection you drafted rogers to replace Favre, and now you have Ro- like how dumb are you and uh everyone talking about like where he could go next what's a better situation you got He's two of the best pass rushers in the league. You have one of the best corners in the league. You have three super good running backs. You have Devontae Adams, who's legitimately the best wide receiver in the league. I actually think he's, like, by far the best. Like, But you also have a coach who loves field goals. That's true. That's fair. Like, I'm thinking, like, maybe like one better situation. The Rams. He's from California. Got a nice offense. Got a creative coach. Have the defense. Um, but, yeah, first off, Rodgers isn't going right. anywhere. He's in a fine situation. He could be... The MVP and back in the NFC Championship game next year, like with no questions asked. But I'm sick of people feeling bad for Aaron Rodgers. That's all. They Brady got picked off. Brady and Russell Wilson, his last two, two of his last three NFC Championships, the defense has come up with three interceptions. I know that the onside kick wasn't his fault. I know that he didn't touch the ball in overtime against the Seahawks. I know, like he his coach kicked the field goal. But at some point, winners win and losers lose. Run the ball into the end zone and tie the game. Uh, close game. Run the ball. Run the ball six yards and get stopped at the two. That's so it's saying. less of a decision for Matt Lafleur. That's what I'm saying. Like not to Matt. I mean, there shouldn't have been a decision. Yeah, that that was dumb. But let's let's just pump the brakes here. The guys one and four in NFC championships. It's not all on everyone but him. It's the blame right. game. Some falls right. on Aaron Rodgers, and that's what really pissed me off about him. Like. I know it's the high emotions, like right after the loss and everything. But coming to yeah. to say that, just how about you take a little bit, a little bit of responsibility? Okay, 
the throw was terrible. It's double covered and he chucked it at the ground. Like he's acting yeah. like if he had a fourth And down. he has three three chances to get the ball to the number one receiver in the NFL three times and he goes 0 for 3. Like, Aaron, you're an amazing talent. You're the MVP of the league. You deserve to be in the NFC Championship game. Heck, you deserve for it to be a close game like that. He didn't play horrible. No, he played great. But a little, take a little responsibility. Yeah. A little bit. You're the quarterback of the team. That's all. NBA ranked. We are going to rank at this point in the season. We're going to redraft the top five, which is an aggressive thing. It'll only Let's just lead... do the top three. Let's do the top three. Mm, but the top three is kind of boring to me. I would go top five. Let's 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 keep it top five because three is like Lamelo already takes a spot, and Halliburton should too, and Wiseman probably deserves right, to be right, up there. All right, all right. My my number five, you know, I love him. I think he's legit. IQ quickly is a stud. Had a little struggles last night, but give the man like, I guess just watching the difference between him and Alfred Payton, it's surprising to me that quickly went that low in the draft. I actually think he can be a starting point guard for 15 years in the league. Number four, Anthony Edwards. He's doing well. We need to have a conversation about the Timberwolves. I mean, that could be the worst organization. No, we don't. We don't need to have a conversation about them. They don't deserve it. Yeah. Uh, number three, I'm going Wiseman. I had Wiseman actually at five prior to this, but it was giving too much love to quickly. I just don't know. He's, he's super talented. I just don't know if I want like a big man like him at this point. I'd rather get guards and wings. Number two, Halliburton. Just such a botch by so many teams. Like it was so his girlfriend. It was right in front of you. Right. It was so clear. Even for the Knicks, like I'm happy we went top in quickly. Cause I do like IQ, but like. Hal Burton was he was sometimes the suits man they just overthink Think it. too much it, think too crazy. much you, it's like looking at a guy like DK Metcalf and then looking at a JJ Ortega Whiteside and being like hmm I think we know you just gotta run and catch and same same idea up top Lamella Ball I know his shooting was off but like the kid's been playing pro basketball at a high level for like four years, it feels like. Like, it right. seems surefire in a draft that no one was a guarantee. What What did Anthony Edwards do for you that everyone was so locked in on right. him? LaMelo would go one in every single redraft if if it was tomorrow. Right. All right, I don't hate that list. I'm going to change it up a little bit. Number five, and this means that he would have dropped in the draft given where he was taken. I'm going to go Patrick Williams. You get LeBron James to say your name in a press conference, that's enough for me. <laughs> Number five, Patrick Williams. And I went on a podcast the other day from Bull, him, the guy that hosted is a Bulls fan, and apparently Bulls fans are in love with Patrick yeah. Williams. So you and I shit on it for the sole fact that you had a top five pick in the NBA draft and drafted a bench player, yeah. but he might be a little nice player going going forward. Number four, Tyrese Halliburton. We said it. He's got the okay. girlfriend. Maxie can't got the, be in your top five if Halliburton's – He's got he's got the skill set. Oh he's been playing well in Sacramento. So number four, um, Halliburton. Number three, Wiseman for the same reason. Super talented. Actually being really efficient in that Warriors offense, even though they're on and off in terms of how hot they are. But I, th- I think he's going to be a solid perennial all-star in the league. It's just what you said. Do you want a big running your team that isn't named Joel Embiid? I don't really know. Number two, that's where I'm at, number two. Number two, LaMelo Ball. Like he's, he's like the Luca effect. What are you he's been doing? playing. What what is happening right now? Jack, leave me be. 
Um, number two, LaMelo Ball played overseas for four years, has the skill set, just needs to mature a little bit. I mean, Luca played overseas since he was 11. He's doing pretty well. Number one, take your pick. Any guard out of the University of Kentucky. A few that come to mind are Tyrese Maxey and Emmanuel Quickly. I'm serious. Watch them play and watch what they're doing. Tyrese Maxey and Emmanuel Quickly are spitting images of each other. The way they get to the basket, the way they finish at the basket, the way their floaters go, the way they can shoot. And you look around the league, and this is based off history, not what they're doing in the first 15 games. Tyler Hero, Jamal Murray, Devin Booker, Eric Bledsoe. I'm, I'm John Wall. Who am I missing? These Kentucky guards find a way to thrive in the NBA. Something that Calipari is doing is working. and it, It's just, name me some guards that didn't work. Tyler Eulis, whatever. But quickly and Maxi have come in, come in the league, obviously both in different situations, and have absolutely helped their teams win basketball games. It's a little bit different with the Knicks, I know, than it is the Sixers. But give me any guard out of Kentucky, and that's not to praise Tyrese Maxey. It's part of it, but that really is to praise. Right, look, look, the, look. I, I no, actually, no, 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 no. I like that. I like your the, point. I you kind of won me over a little. In no world would either of them go ahead of Lamelo Ball in a redraft, which was the idea here. I get the sentiment. And well, I, I didn't get the I didn't get the pre podcast script. So. I, I did. I, I like what you said. Um, how's Maxi defensively? Because IQ, he's a little small. He's a little small. He he yeah, works no, he hard. Needs but... add, he needs to add size to his frame. But like he moves his feet. He is so fast. Yeah. He makes fast people look not fast. The floaters are crazy. And I was watching the Knicks last night, and maybe some college basketball too. Before that, tough night. Texas lost couple guys out to COVID, though. Um, Football school. If I were a young guard, if you're listening to this and you play basketball and you want to continue to get better at basketball, I'm not kidding. I would just practice floaters all day long. Pick and roll is now, like, the only offense in the NBA, and a floater is open 90% of the time. Because the the big drops and you have about two to four feet of open space. Granted, it's a a two-pointer from the mid-range, which – the nerds wouldn't be a fan of. I think, but the, the, nerds, I think the nerds but the like nerds, floaters. They don't like mid-range the, jumpers. The nerds are the reason Aaron Rodgers is sitting on his ass right now. So screw the nerds, screw the system, shoot the floaters. I It's crazy. I don't think my list was that bad. So let's read. Patrick crazy. Williams, Patrick Williams, Wiseman. No, Patrick Williams, Halliburton, Wiseman, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Interchangeable. LaMelo, and then a Kentucky guard. <laughs> I see no problem with it. Look at the track history of the guards and tell me I'm wrong. Uh, it's a... It's yeah, a look, at the, look at the track history of uh, Let me ask you a question, brothers. Jack. So I think... how, many, how many rookies this year have dropped 30 points in a game? I don't know. We have one. We have one, too. Nice. And he, he, was, he was also a guard at Kentucky. <laughs> I don't think I'm crazy. I think Sorry. you're crazy, but I respect All right. it. All right, fam, we're going to take a quick break. After the break, we're going to do some Kobe Bryant reflection, and we'll talk more NBA Russell Westbrook, Bradley Beal, and Lonzo Ball. We will be right back. All right, fam, we are back. Yes, we're recording on Wednesday, January 27th. Yesterday was the one-year anniversary. I hate that word, anniversary. Anniversary to me is like a celebration. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of like when you watch the news nowadays, or I guess a few months ago, now they're talking yeah. about politics and stuff. Whenever like more people would die from corona, 
the the news would frame it as a new milestone. Right. Like milestone to me is like where I left off in a video game. Like it's a positive. Yeah. I, I understand the term makes sense, but I agree. It's just like using a positive word, a generally positive word for a negative situation kind of feels weird, yeah. even though it makes sense. So it's been a year. Uh, we posted the clip. Um, Abe, you don't have to apologize. We know there was there was no like no one no one knew how to react because a lot of people thought it was a joke. I mean, we knew kind of at that moment that they were interrupting our first ever live. I just didn't. I, I yeah. I, it was just pure confusion. People. I mean, Hallie, my girlfriend, has nervous laughter. Like it's a pro- because it's also the internet. Like yeah. people read stuff on the internet. All and, the time. and it went but viral on TikTok because I shared it there. It's at almost. I got a two people text. Two people texting me. It came up on their for you yeah. page. But what I was going to share was that there's really no comments about you laughing, which I think is good. Right. I noticed yeah. that too. I checked that, but I'm. Unrelated to the video, well, related to the video, I'm going to need to get a hold of that shirt for next week's episode. Yeah, that's true. Um, so it's been a year. It's been a it's been a tough year for everyone. Even if a lot of people are making a lot of money off GameStop stock, so AMC buy buy buy. It really has just been. I think it still feels surreal. It feels like we didn't know how to react in that moment. Then time went on for a month where Kobe was celebrated with the NBA and there were special kind of memorials to him. And then COVID hit. So it kind of like just fell down the priority list. And now after a year, it just, it's weird. It's still me. To me, it's like people say, and I know this is cliche, legends never die. Kobe's kind of making me think, believe that that's true. Like, it'll never feel like Kobe Bryant isn't here just because of how much Kobe content is being flooded all the time. But it's just his physical being, which means a lot of to millions of people are, that he's come across in his entire life. You and I have never been fortunate enough to met him. So just the overwhelming content of Kobe makes it feel like he's still here now obviously we can't just be talking about kobe there were six others seven others including his daughter on the helicopter crash that we were thinking about yesterday their families their friends um but yeah my mom when when i told her it was the one year anniversary of kobe she goes it was only a year ago that feels like years ago just because kobe was kind of the 2020 checking rock on us. Like that was the start for me. The start was Jadavion Clowney murdering my quarterback into the ground in a playoff game. But for the world kind of turned on its ass once Kobe passed away and then Corona happens and then not enough tension to Kobe because they're worrying about a pandemic, yada, yada, yada. But I mean, this whole year, it's just people learned a lot about themselves. People learned to be very appreciative of what they have and who they have and when they have it. Um, I know we don't get deep on this podcast, but it's nice that every year, I know we say anniversary, but it's really another year has gone that we don't have him here. But it, it's kind of a reminder to everyone, I feel like. every every I saw a lot of positive posts on social media, just like, send that text, hug that person, because you truly never know. And even though we'd much rather have Kobe Bryant on this earth, I think his death every year would be an, will be will be going forward a nice step back in a, in a world where we get so caught up in shit that doesn't matter narratives this that Lamar not winning a playoff game but if once a year we can sit back and all this Kobe content makes people appreciate the people around them a little bit more I think there's positives to take out of it I agree it also did make me sad because I, I quickly realized yesterday that 
it's going to be such a moment every year. Like it's now going to be marked on that calendar every single year anniversary. And like even at year four, which is like people tend to celebrate five and 10. It, it doesn't matter. Like 19 years, it'll still be a thing, which is crazy. And I think it will lead to reflection and caring. Um, I was thinking a lot about it yesterday and today, just like with all these people making quick bucks in the stock market and all that stuff, it's just like, it's great. I think we need a lot of money to, you know, they say money can't make you happy, but we got to pay the bills. It can help. Right. It can help. We, but I don't know. It's been a it's been a tough year. I think we're all missing like that bond between other humans. Like I don't spend much time with anyone outside of my family, which I'm grateful to spend time with my family. But it's like, what are we making this money for at the end of the day? You know what I mean? Like if if yeah. you're fortunate enough to be able to eat, pay the pay the bills it's like that added money is to enjoy life and it's tough to enjoy life right now and i think like the way kobe and sports bring everyone together it's like yeah going to an nba game and doing a snapback experience super fun for us going to the eagles game last year was super fun but like it really does mean much more than just like a fun time like the crowd is something powerful. No, it means what those what those experience like Whenever my mom would ask me what I want for my birthday every year when I was little, it was never like an Xbox, a new game. It was always like, let's do something. Let's go somewhere. Like you say spending money on that stuff like the Eagles game we did last year isn't in hindsight the most important. But in a way it is. You and I have been best friends since we were eight years old. Now forget the actual physical football game. The fact that we have stories from that day that we'll be able to share with each other for 40 years, 50 years, or however long this podcast goes, (laughs) probably another 75 um, is worth the money in itself. So I don't think like you can buy experiences, but you're also buying memories. Yeah. Wow, that was a that was a bar. That was a bar. All that right, bar. we'll we'll turn off the deep sad stuff. We'll start making fun of people again. Russell Westbrook, my guy. The Knicks are the vict- the most victorious. I was pro getting Russell Westbrook. I was a believer that the Knicks need to get a star, which will lead to other stars. Guy has 163 points on 163 shots. For everyone listening and who replied on my story. Uh, that does not mean he's shooting 50%. There's three-point attempts. There's free-throw attempts. There's quicker ways to get to 163 without taking that amount of shots. I believe he's shooting around 37%. Funniest part, of course, is he's averaging a triple-double, but they're 1-9 with him on the floor this season. So, ooh, Wizards. Let's revisit that trade between the Rockets and the Wizards. John Wall. No. Russell Westbrook. No. Both of the organizations that traded away their players were right. I they think the Rockets, them. we discussed this. I said, since when does Russell Westbrook warrant more than John Here we Wall? go. Here we go. Here's your favorite word. Sideways move. Yeah. Sideway, sideways move for both organizations. I mean, Wall is still a talent in the NBA, yeah. but he's not what he was. And that's it's not that he's just become a worse player. He's got screwed over by injuries and, and, yeah. and whatnot. Um, I still think right, Rockets right, win that trade for sure. Who got the pick? The Rockets. So that's the only they got more than they took sent. Yeah. Wall and Wall and Westbrook cancel each other out. Exactly. Um, right hand up. Wrong about the Washington Wizards. I had them in my seven seed in the beginning of the year, but I think I convinced myself during that moment that they were going to surprise a lot of people. Actually, I'm right. They are surprising. <laughs> They're a lot of people. shockingly the worst team in the East. <laughs> They are surprising a ton of people, so I'm right in that sense, but I thought they would be way better than they are. 
Brad Beal, you saw him on the bench. I mean, I posted that he was down bad. That man is actually, like, feeling it right now. Like, he's gutting it out. The question becomes, is he an empty calorie player? Or if you put him in a good system, send him to the heat, get him ingrained in some culture, does Brad— I mean, weren't, weren't they winning? They were winning playoff series. Maybe one or two, but with was a, a healthy ago. with a healthy wall and a beal. So I don't think it's fair to say he's an empty calorie player. If he was, like, he's not like. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a stipulation in this comment because there's a chance he gets moved, and I've heard our names being floated around. He's not a Zach Levine where he's been putting up 27 points a game and winning 15 games a year for five years. How would you guys Granted, get Zach Levine? Daryl Morey, um, like Beal has done something in his career. So I don't think it's really fair to give him that tag, Trey okay. Young. Yeah, I was going to say, I think if you send him to the Heat, now, like, what do the Heat trade because they're obsessed with tall Bryce Hall? I don't know, but I think if you put Bradley... I did see, like, could the Lakers make that move? Could they get him? Because clearly the salary Probably. cap is, is false. Um, I think that's an interesting play. And then if he's if he's a third scorer on the Lakers getting single teams, like... Come on. This guy can score the basketball. Lonzo Ball, last thing, then we'll wrap up. Rumors that him and J.J. Redick are in trade talks. Pelicans, Van Gundy. I mean, they're a mess. Like, they have great yeah. young talent, and they're just not that good. Is Zion going to be good? If Is Brandon Ingram a true all-star? What's the deal with Lonzo? He asked everyone to post his stats after they made fun of him in the bubble. So we started they posting them. And uh, they're not. Just do better. what we're told. We just do what we're told. Lonzo's kind of that guy. I was very, very bullish on Lonzo coming out of college. Look at you, anti-establishment were, with the bullish. Anti-establishment. Yeah. He reminded me of a little bit of a Ben Simmons style of play. Newsflash: I was kind of wrong about both. Not as much Ben, but whatever. We're still holding out hope. But it's kind of been, you know, that uh, is it a GIF or a meme where it's just like that that tubular shaped guy with a stick saying, "Come on, do something." Yeah, yeah. That's me towards Lonzo Ball because I still feel like why does New Orleans want to trade him? Like he's kind of has talent, but he's kind of young. And then I just look at his numbers and like what he's doing. I'm just like, well, maybe I just he just makes really good long passes from time to time. And that's what I like to see. Um, Maybe I'm not watching enough Lonzo Ball, but it's weird that they want to trade him to me because I still think he can be good. It's also weird while anyone else would want him because he hasn't been good. Um, and maybe they're thinking the way I am, but I mean, Lonzo, Lonzo in the Mecca. I mean, come on, no. we're talking box office. No. Um, if he, better than Alfred Payton. Yeah, well, I'm okay. better than Alfred Payton. <laughs> um, I I want to attach on to what you're saying and kind of clarify what I think you were trying to get across. What the Pelicans are going to get for Lonzo Ball isn't worth giving up on him. Exactly. What is it? Uh, an expiring contract and a second rounder, probably. Oh, that's so sad. This guy was the second pick. It, it, honestly, thinking about it more, if that is the deal, if you get a guy who's expiring at the end of this year, and like maybe people want to play with Zion in free agency, yeah. so maybe getting that contract off the books, I don't know. And is it a signal, a market signal, to the suits, from the suits, that maybe Lonzo, just, they don't have hope that he's going to develop into a good player, but... I don't know. He he kind of is like his brother. They do a lot, and if shots are falling, it's like, what what doesn't he do at that point, right. Right? right? So he's improved his shooting stroke. It feels weird that they would trade him anything short of a first-round pick. 
I don't know. It, it really is the question mark right now. Could just be. I, I think the suits use the media because they're all just scheming against everyone to just estimate trade value and see the reaction from people and get calls from you know the kings who may be interested in play like. I think they just leak things more so than they're actually interested. Trading in trading JJ Redick makes sense to me because That's you fine. can trade him because a lot of contending teams will want him because he can be effective in a playoff scenario. And you could, I mean, Mook went for a first round pick at the deadline. Okay, year, okay, too. relax. That I mean, that's Mook. That's that's fourth quarter Mook you're talking about. Fourth quarter Mook, but JJ can give you those three balls quarters one through four. That's true. That's true. All right, fam. Enjoy the virtual Pro Bowl. Enjoy the verses, versus I always thought it was called. Who's in a, who, who's going this weekend? You know, it's like Watson and you know they're putting NFL players and it's sponsored by Verizon. Oh, miss me with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, oh. if it was like the best, Drake the best one Conway. I watched was the best one I've watched was Two Chains and Rick Ross. Yeah, Rick Ross had his shirt off, <laughs> getting massaged by, um, getting massaged by strippers, while. Uh, the devil is a lie plate or something. And I'm just like, you're just the coolest person I've ever met in my life ever. or haven't met. Uh, fam, enjoy your weekend. We'll talk to you guys on Monday. Let us know who you actually try this in Spotify. If you, if you made it all the way to the end, put the question. We're going to put a question up. Who would you redraft number one overall? Abe goes Kentucky guards. <laughs> I go LaMelo ball. Let us know. Snapback fam, much love. Peace. Peace.